Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Clark Howard Show, where it's about your empowerment with knowledge so you can pack a punch in your wallet. My goal so you can keep more of what you make. Clark.com is our main website, and I hope that you find the information at Clark.com, information you can trust every time you go to Clark.com. And ClarkDeals.com is where you get the great deals that we ferret out for you. We don't just list deals. We look for ones that aren't wasting your time. And coming up later this hour, I want to talk about a trend in real estate that is not your friend. It's a pitch being heard more and more around the United States, particularly geared towards first-time home buyers. You need to pay attention to this and don't get taken advantage of, and that's coming up later. So whenever there's an issue coming up with how people get in your wallet, I'm always of a mind to be careful talking about it because I don't want to create anxiety in you unnecessarily. I don't want to overwhelm you. I don't want you to get to a point where you feel like I'm just giving up. You know, I I think about when you talk to people who work in data security, they say, assume everything about you is already out there. And that can be an overwhelming, powerless kind of moment as you absorb a thought like that. But then we do have power, and there are lots of things that we can do that protect us. I'm going to give you an example. There are stories in the Cleveland Plain Dealer and the Atlanta Journal-Constitution about a scam that people's paychecks are not showing up on payday. And I want to tell you how this scam operates because it's one that has happened from time to time, but I think is more likely going forward because of the other data breaches that have happened recently, and you're the line of defense for it. You get an email that appears to be from your employer. Everything about it looks exactly like a communication from your employer. And it will be something about how they're changing payroll vendors or they need to verify your um, payroll information or your direct deposit information or any scenario like that. And then you'll click on a link that takes you to the human resources department at your employer. And when you get there, There will be information for you to update your information for receiving your paycheck. But what you're actually doing with the information you provide that is actually not your employer's human resources department, even though the page you go to will be, by all appearances, identical without any 
variation or errors identical to the mask you'd be at at your employer's own website. You give the information. What you've done is instead of giving it to your employer, you've given it to criminals that redirect your paycheck to go to them instead of to you. And you might not even think about the fact that you went and updated your payroll information until on payday there's no money there. So it's not like you did anything wrong. You were complying with instructions that appeared to be from your employer. But what you need to know is that this is becoming a method of operation being used by thieves. And if you receive what looks to be an email from your employer with an update to any personnel file information, any payroll information, any vendor information, do not ever click on any link in that email. If there actually is something going on with payroll, you would know if you go to your employer, sign in, the internet or whatever it is, depending on the size of your employer, and you go to the payroll information, you'll see in 99.9% of the time there was no actual request from your employer. There is no change you need to make, and you're just being scammed. And as a general rule, be wary and careful anytime clicking on any link in any email you ever receive. Glenda's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Glenda. Hi, Clark. How are you today? Great. Thank you, Glenda. You have a question for me about becoming mortgage debt free. Is that right? I do. I just wondered if it would make sense. Um, I don't have a huge 401k balance, but I have about $45,000 in there. And my mortgage loan payoff is 22. So my question for you is if it would make sense to take a 401k loan from my uh, balance and pay that mortgage off instead of paying it to the mortgage lending company. That is a great question. So the borrowing rate from your employer 401k is at 4%, 5%? Yeah, I just looked. It's at 5.5, actually. It's higher than what I remembered it being. And what's your mortgage interest rate? Um, My mortgage interest rate is at 6%. So they're almost equivalent. I wouldn't do that because what you lose when you take that loan against your 401k, and you're talking about doing a loan, not a withdrawal, right? Yes, because I don't want it to count against my earnings for this year. Right, right. So you do a loan. What you miss is you miss that over time, the investments you have in there may well uh, grow substantially beyond what you would be paying back to yourself in interest. It's what's known as opportunity cost. And so taking a loan when the amount you're actually going to save is just a little teeny amount with that interest rate difference between the 401k loan and what you're paying in interest on the mortgage. So that would be something I would pass on. Okay. Okay. That's what I needed to know. I was going to just do it as a five-year loan, and I think I still owe seven on my mortgage. So I thought it might save me in the long run. Well, you know, you could, if, if your goal is to be mortgage debt-free, 
you could just slip them a little extra money each month at the mortgage lender and you'd accelerate the amount of time it would take to pay it off anyway. That's true. And plus, they manage my insurance and taxes for me. I'm not having to worry about saving that on the side either. And the best news is you have such a low mortgage balance. And there are There are so many people who would love to be in your position where you only owe 22000 on your mortgage. You know, the average I, car people buy today, do you know what the average car is today? New car? I would guess about $40,000. Actually, it's 34000 and people borrow almost the whole cost of a car they borrow. So the average person owes more on their car than what you owe on your home. Okay, okay. I guess in the past few years, I've had some fear of possibly losing my um, job being in the oil and gas industry, and that's kind of, that's what's made me, you know, try to, you know, figure out different options and stuff. But until it happens, I guess I shouldn't worry about it, right? And the oil industry just went through a terrible bust, and you kept your job through that bust. I think you're going to be fine for um, a good long while to come. Okay. Wouldn't worry about that. And I think you're in great shape anyway with such a low mortgage balance that you have. Kevin is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Kevin. Hi, Clark. How are you today, sir? Great. Thank you, Kevin. You want to avoid getting a virus. What do you worry about? Something from the flu? Well, this has to to see what your uh, opinion is on any virus provided by the Internet service providers. Uh, you consider that they provide the same protection as the paid suites. I have an opportunity to download one and replace the one I'm paying $93 a year. And from all indications, it looks very good, but I want to get your opinion on that and see what you think. Yeah, if your Internet service provider is offering you a free suite of antivirus software, absolutely fine to use it. But the thing about antivirus software is there's now a number of products that are completely free to use. And, in fact, I have a list on my um, free and cheap guide of free antivirus. But if you are happy with your Internet service provider, you're not looking to make a change anytime soon, and they've got free antivirus, just take it and use it. Okay, great. And, um, by the way, before you do that, go shop your Internet (laughs) service provider and see if maybe you should be making a change to whoever their competitor is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I did kind of a review about four weeks ago, and I was actually able to, for the same price, so pay, actually for a reduced price, I was actually able to uh, bundle my phone and my Internet service, and it dropped $40 off the price, and I actually increased my Internet bandwidth by 30%. So I've, I've been through that. Thank you for that tip. And so what you just did is a perfect example of what other people should be doing, which is you get comfortable with whoever you're with, the bill you're paying, and if you go shop your internet service with, you know, if you're with the phone company, go shop the cable company, with the cable company, go shop the phone company, because right now we pretty much just have this shared monopoly in the country, but there's still uh, some competition where you can go shop one from the other. You did it. It saved you money, and good for you. And Russ is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Russ, it's great to have you here, and 
you want to know why I'm so negative on so much of what life insurance people ask me about. Well, Clark, uh, not exactly that, not being negative, because I listen to you and you give out some really good advice on a lot of different tough topics. And I just felt that there are a couple of uh, areas in life insurance that you could make an improvement on, even though you do give good advice. Uh, Number one, I see that uh, when somebody asks you about borrowing money or a home mortgage or uh, anything like that, you refer them to a credit union because they get such a good deal or credit unions are in business for their members. And life insurance companies have what's called mutual life insurance company, which is owned by the policy owners, and they have no stockholders. So they're basically the same as a credit union. And so if you take the time on your show to recommend credit unions, I think you might want to consider recommending mutual companies for life insurance. Well, that is that is good advice. In fact, the insurance I have... Uh, both policies I have are with mutual insurers because then I'm the owner of the insurance company, essentially, indirectly, and the profits of the insurer are invested back in me. Yes, sir. And uh, I appreciate hearing that. I just thought that maybe your listeners should be made aware of the benefits of a life insurance company or a mutual life insurance company. And secondly... Uh, it seems like you're pretty much convinced that term insurance is a solution for most people. And I kind of disagree with that in that uh, there's a reason to have permanent life insurance as well as term life insurance. And uh, I don't know what your feelings are about that. So let me explain why you always hear me uh, push term, 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 term. Most of the people I'm talking to are juggling the responsibilities of, uh, you know, trying to pay off student loans, save money for retirement. Maybe they have children now and they're having to pay the expenses for kids. And so if somebody buys whole life or the thing I despise, uh, any form of universal life, the premiums are so much higher than they would be with a term life policy that it crowds out their ability to save sufficiently for retirement in accounts that are more advantageous, like a Roth IRA, or if there's an employer-provided plan with some kind of match. I want to make sure they've got enough money out there that they can put towards those things. And Yes, sir. Yes, so, sir. I understand that. However, I hope you would consider the fact that if you have a home, the long, as long as you have a home, you will keep it insured. As long as you have an automobile, you'll keep it insured. And I believe that as long as you're alive, you should have life insurance. And the only way to make sure that happens is to have permanent life insurance. And that is that is a very interesting point. And Russ, one of the things is, I actually believe that where you should always have your home insured, even when you paid it off, you should always have your car insured till uh, and always have liability on it, with your life, because of the phases of life, I believe there's a point that many people reach where there's no more need for life insurance later in their life. And that's why, for me, term insurance, it's so cheap, 
so easy to understand, so easy to comparison shop, and it provides for a specific segment of somebody's life, 15, 20, 30 years, that for most people, I think that makes it a superior choice to whole life. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Ask Clark time. Joel's going to pose a question to me that you have posted at Clark.com. Clark Michelle wants to know, I'm wondering if pursuing a medical coding career is a good idea in the job market today. I'm 53 right now and stuck in a low-paying career. So my thing about the medical coding and medical back office billing is that you talk to office managers at medical practices that you go to as a patient. Find out from them how they got their training, what the job opportunities are, where they would think it would be best for you to get that training and go to school. The things that promote that you can take a program and then do it as an at-home job, that is not valid and not true. You at least have to start in that field working for someone. But you want to know, and something as specific as doing medical coding or back office billing, You want to make sure that you are uh, getting the education and training from the place where people really are getting hired from. And that's why you talk to the office managers at doctor's offices you're already familiar with to find out the right career training path for you. Thanks for taking time out of your day to join us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to save more, spend less, And don't let anyone ever rip you off. Clark.com, our main website. Clark.com slash ask. That's where you go to post a question for me, but you can also get your questions answered off the air. That's a free service of our show for just under 25 years. Clark.com, on that main page, go scroll down a little bit. You'll see on the left-hand side the phone number and hours available for free off-the-air advice. Now, I want to give you a special warning. I first talked about this, I don't know, six months ago. And it is an opportunity for people to buy homes who either have bad credit or they're first-time home buyers. And so it seems too good to be true, because it's ugly. What's been happening all around America is, in fact, there's legislation now in a number of states because of people getting ripped off in something known as contract for deed. Nobody may even use that term with you, but someone will be selling a home and offering to finance it for you as a first-time buyer or someone with wounded credit. And you're like, what a great country. Here I am, nobody wants to sell me a home, and here's this nice guy that'll sell me this home, and sign here, sign here, sign here. 
So what could be bad? Because instead of you actually being sold the home and you having a traditional mortgage, possibly at a higher interest rate because of your credit standing, instead what happens is you enter into a long-term contract, usually on a home that has real problems with it, could have uh, construction defects, could have things that are broken, could have things that are in disrepair, that have not been repaired, whatever. And so you're in the worst of all possible worlds. You're under a contract to buy this home, but you don't actually own it with embedded high costs in it and no rights in the event that something goes wrong with the house. You're responsible for all the problems with the house. And by the way, in most states, you are a minute late with any payment. Not a month late or anything like that. A minute late with any payment. They can kick you out without even having to go through regular eviction process. It is horrendous for you. And that person who's being so friendly, of course they're being friendly because they're looking at you like you're a sucker's bet and they're going to eat you up. So know that when somebody says they're going to put you in this house, but you don't have a normal real estate closing, you don't go through a normal thing, signing up for a mortgage, smell a rat. Smell a rat. Because you're going headlong into serious, serious trouble. Again, the term most often used for this is contract for deed. And what I want you to know is that anytime somebody's seller financing for you, It needs to be a seller-financed mortgage. Anything else, they're playing games. Mark is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Mark. Hi, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you, Mark. You got a question for me about an offer for television that seems extraordinary. Too good to be true. It's uh, Internet-based streaming TV. I found a couple different services, uh, 15 to $20 a month. They advertise over 500 channels. They have movie channels, news, sports, international. What could possibly go wrong? Well, so what's wrong with these offers? And they're coming from everywhere. All right, just this morning, I'm at the bagel shop, which is not unusual for me to be at the bagel shop in the morning. I'm a sucker for a real New York bagel. And a guy comes up to me so excited about this new TV package he's on. And he was on one where he paid a flat rate for a year. And he said, I've got every sports event everywhere in the world. And I've got every channel, every premium channel, and for a couple hundred dollars a year. And I didn't, I didn't want to tell him because he was so excited that it's actually not legit. So these people are generally um, pirating the programming 
that they're making available to you at a tiny, tiny fraction of what the programming should actually cost. Oh, okay. So, you know, it it's... Let's look at this. All right, so if you take a legitimate pay TV streaming service, the cheapest of all of them is Sling TV. Sling.com or SlingTV.com. Right. It's owned by the right. Dish Network people. And mm-hmm. you don't get a lot of channels. I know because we have Sling TV and my wife is always complaining about how few channels we have. And it's $20 to $40 a month. And then YouTube TV is 35 a month for a program package. And Hulu TV is 39 a month for a program package. But you look at how many channels each of them are offering and what channels they're offering, and then you look at this one you're looking at, and that pretty much shows you how this is not a legitimate thing that you're looking at at 20 a month. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, like I say it's probably too good to be true. Well, and these things work till they don't, until <laughs> somebody comes along and says, hey, do you know you owe us a zillion dollars because you were pirating all these channels? Yeah, yeah that wouldn't be too good, would it? Right, right. So... I know there are people doing this every day, but I don't recommend that you do it. Okay. Well, I'm glad you shed a little light on it. Uh, Answer some questions for me. All right. And you have a wonderful day. Same to you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. And did you notice something clever? Neither Mark nor I actually mentioned the name of this because there are people, if I mention them, say, hey, I want to sign up for that. I don't want to encourage anybody to pirate. Jeff joins us on the Clark Howard Show. And Jeff, you got a question about a discount prescription service. Yeah, hi, Clark. I really appreciate uh, what you do for everybody. Uh, And uh, I've listened to you uh, talk about the hoop you jump through to find uh, a good price on a prescription, how these things vary from pharmacy to pharmacy and from drug to drug. And so somebody mentioned GoodRx to me as an application, uh, an app for the phone that that Sounds like it does that service. Just wondering if you had any experience and how effective the that or any good RX is like fantastic. That. It's really really great, and it uh, it can save you so much money. And what it also does is it shows you the comparison of what a prescription might cost from one place to another. And you know what's weird about you calling and asking about GoodRx.com. I I use it, and I was using it last night to look for a prescription, filling a prescription for a family member, because here at the studio, we have one of those pharmacy benefits managers things, and so a 90-day supply, if it's a generic, costs us $25, and a brand name is $75 for 90 days, which normally saves you a fortune. So I'm looking up this medicine that I got to get for one of my daughters. And on GoodRx, there are two people selling it for $17 and change and one selling it for $18 and change for a 90-day supply. So I could go through our pharmacy benefits manager and pay $25, or I could just walk into one of these pharmacies using the GoodRx app and pay less than that and not have to fill out all the PBM paperwork. 
So a, a, less than a month ago, you were talking about making some phone calls while you're on vacation to try to find well, what is, is it still a better to, to make the phone calls than the good RX? Do you do both or? Uh, you know, it depends on the circumstance, but the good RX is um, is so thorough. Let me give you an example. So I'm looking at this medicine, and so I remember I said two pharmacies were 17 and pennies, and one was 18 and pennies. But then let mm-hmm. me tell you what the others were. The most expensive that they surveyed. Now this is the same medicine, 252 dollars. Oh my God. Here's another one, 130. Another one, 42. Another one, 42. Another one, 30. I mean, the price differences for the same exact medicine from one pharmacy to another can be gigantic. And, and are they including Costco in their analysis? Yeah, Costco um, was the second cheapest okay. on this. Uh, and the one I was looking for. Kroger, the big supermarket chain that uses different names wherever you are in the country, they were cheaper than Costco by 24 cents. Perfect. All but, right. I but then again, that, uh, then again, I mean, you think of a bunch of phone calls. And you think about this that you could go somewhere else and spend 252 for the same exact pills? Yeah, amazing. And that's amazing. why the comparison shopping is so good. Now, what GoodRx does for you. When you look at it on your, most people are looking at it on their phone, and it'll say, it'll have them in price order, and then it'll say coupon, and you click on it, and then it'll have a code for you that you use that gets you the good RX price. And that's right. how you get Thank the you. savings. So save that money. Eric is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Eric. Hey, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you, Eric. You want to talk rental properties? Well, a little bit. I kind of want to talk your rental properties. You know, I've heard you over the years talk about how you have a lot of rental properties and have for a long time, but I've never heard you talk about the details on how you manage a lot of rental properties when I know you're a very busy man. And everybody I know, if they only have a couple rental properties, they get worn out with toilets and tenants pretty quickly. So I have, uh, I'm down to three rental properties. At one time I had okay. six. And the rental properties I have, one I bought as a foreclosure. And to give you an idea how long ago that was, I bought the foreclosure in 1978. <laughs> and I still own that property, obviously long since paid off. And... Then I have two others that I bought that were distress purchases, and I managed two of them myself, and one of them I have a professional management company for. And do you want to know why I manage any real estate myself? Of course. The reason I do is I get so many questions about it that if I was just having property professionally managed, I would lose touch with how things change over time, uh, how you get tenants over time changes. If I just had them treating them like a stock or a bond, I would lose that feel and I wouldn't be effective when I talk to you about it. Now, when I retire, I will no longer manage my own properties because I look at it as part of being up to date for being able to give advice on the show. 
because I've had rental properties so long. I've been there and done it so long. I've, uh, I'd be happy not necessarily to do it anymore, even though historically I've loved being a landlord. It, it's not truly passive income. Would you agree? Well, it may be treated under the tax code as passive income, but I have to be an active investor of the properties. You know, when a tenant moves out, I got to get a new tenant. When something breaks, I've got to get somebody to fix it. So, yeah, I'm doing those things. But you know, the the rules under the tax code treat my properties as passive income properties. But that doesn't hurt me because. I've got, uh, this gets a little esoteric, but I have tax loss carry forwards, which will come back to benefit me at the time that I have a big gain somewhere or I choose to sell the properties. So the key for me is that every property I've ever gotten was profitable from the first day as a rental property by buying at a time when real estate is in the toilet. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance— Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's my pleasure to welcome Bill to the Clark Howard Show. Bill, you have a question for me about the Equifax hack you want to run by me. Yeah, I know uh, in the past uh, I've heard you talk about canceling credit cards would have an adverse effect on your credit rating. But I'm uh, just wondering, in in lieu of this breach that took place, if, if one has cards that they rarely use or don't use at all, would it be a wise thing to cancel them? Um, our personal situation is we don't use a whole lot of credit anymore. Our home is paid for, so it's not quite as important for us to be able to have that type of credit. But um, I don't want to destroy our credit rating by canceling all these cards. Sure. Either, but, uh, yeah, don't cancel the cards. Okay. And the reason I don't want you to cancel the cards is that the the stuff that is all about the Equifax hack and the information that's available is so far beyond just what accounts you have. That's not what the criminals are interested in. They're interested with information this deep of taking over your identity and applying for new credit that they get as if they're you. So your existing accounts, that's not a vulnerability here. Because think about what the criminals have. They have your date of birth, social security number, current address, prior addresses. I mean, they got so much information that they can do much nastier things than just taking an old card you have sitting around 
and trying to get that number and using it. Gotcha. So keep those accounts open and use them occasionally if you would, Bill, because even though you have no meaning, no need for debt in your life or anything like that, it affects what you pay for auto insurance, homeowner's insurance, uh, various facets of your life you wouldn't think about that makes it important for you to maintain a good credit score and standing. Uh, I see. Okay. Thank you, Clark. Sure. You have a great day. And you also. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. I want you to know that I appreciate so much that you've just tuned into our podcast, that you had faith in the information and advice you get. You want more information from us? One of the best ways to get Clark Smart is with our free newsletters, Clark Daily, Clark Deals, and Travel Escape. Sign up now. You'll be able to unsubscribe at any time if you think I'm wasting your time. Go to clark.com newsletters.